You are now listening to Tuck Gidget's podcast. Hello and welcome to the Talk Your Jits podcast. This podcast is, as name implies, all about jujitsu. I am your host, Lamar Smith. And today's guest is a purple belt who also trains at H2O Martial Arts, located in Oak Park, Michigan. Ladies and gentlemen, Anthony Coleman Jr. Glad to have you. Glad to be here. I was like, I, th- I thought I lost you for a minute. No, glad to be here, man. <laughs> I appreciate you coming on the show, man. Appreciate you you blessing us with your with your jujitsu journey. Yes, sir. Yeah, so let's, it's let's, been a it, it's uh, been a tough one. So well, let's hear yeah. about it, man. Go ahead and break it down, man. Let the let the people know. Oh man, Whew. well, as you stated, I am a purple belt in. Uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu up under Zachary Holston. Um, I train, again, I train at H2O Martial Arts and Fitness. That's in Oak Park, Michigan. Uh, I started off, man, I'm not even going to, not even going to hold you up. I started off not even wanting to be a Jiu-Jitsu practitioner, but it grew on me so much as I learned more about it. Um, it's just the different techniques and the different ways that not only you can implement things into your game and implement things into everyday training, it just helped me so much to the point where I fell in love with it almost as much as I love wrestling. Cause that's what I started off as, as a wrestler. Mm-hmm. I've been doing that since I was five. So uh, when I was able to incorporate both together, I mean, it created a, a completely different element into my game and a completely different monster, you know. And I wouldn't be there without, you know, the help of not only my teammates, but just people who believed in me such as yourself you know my my uh my family uh man so many people like i said mainly my mainly my team man they they lit the fire up under me uh guys like zach of course my head instructor brian you uh even our master joe mawira who i've had the pleasure of being taught by on several occasions it's always a learning always a great learning experience when you're around him um yeah man it's just been a long journey for me and i'm still learning you know so we'll see how things go as we progress okay okay so i guess when when was when was that moment you like you know you fell in love with jujitsu Oh man! Well, there is a culmination of moments, but the one moment that stuck out the most to me is when I started to take this more seriously as a white belt, mm-hmm. and we went to a—I think I was a two-stripe or three-stripe white belt at the time. 
and we were in a in-house tournament in-house uh brazilian jiu-jitsu tournament with all the other Mawera schools that were participating oh you're talking about the one at uh fresh jiu-jitsu yeah it was at fresh jiu-jitsu and uh i took first place in that tournament with pretty much all of my training partners that i had at the time there with me as well as you know some other people that had their part in you know helping me prepare for it mm-hmm. but I focused so much on getting the takedown and remaining on top because that's always been a big pointer for me is to get on top, stay on top, and finish the fight. Mm -hmm. And with the majority of the people that I faced on this day, I realized me literally saying what I'm going to do and actually doing it and it actually worked lit a fire up under me and then it kind of even lit a lit more of a fire up under me after the fact when i saw the per, uh when i saw professor fresh actually hold a semi seminar on everything that i did to everybody that was in his uh gym that how i literally finished all of my opponents on that particular day you know, I kind of felt good about it because I was like, wow, you know, he literally just showed everybody how to get out from up under me or attempted to show everybody how to get from up under me. And, you know, I felt kind of proud about that, not in like a big headed way, but more so like, OK, what I did worked. Mm-hmm. You know, so that I say that was a pivotal moment for me. And ever since then, you know, of course. Another moment that stuck out that I well, I already knew I was taking this serious as I could, but I had a setback to where I was in a another jujitsu tournament and I broke my ankle, my left ankle. Yeah, I yeah. came I came back from it. Yeah, I, I know you were there for that too. I, 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 was, um, I was right there, right there in front. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, yeah, I'm sure we can find a video of that and let people hear that pop, as they say. You know, um, but with that and how determined I was to get back on the mats, not only just for jujitsu, but just in general, because I hated not training. Like, that is something that I completely can say that I hate not training. If I can't train, I'll be in a very bad mood. Like, it, it stimulates the mind. So, when I was able to get back on the mats after that injury, of course, I was super duper out of shape and I was nowhere near where I was before I got on the mat on that particular day. Mm-hmm. So after a couple after a couple months, you know, I was told that I would be testing and I literally found this out like maybe 45 minutes before the class started. I was told that I'd be testing for my purple belt and I was literally put on the spot because I had been testing for it as far as in my head and writing things down, but physically I hadn't tried to prepare myself for it yet. So I'm like, oh, you know, pretty much I was like, oh shit, you know, so am I ready for this? But I got out of my head and I said, you know, I got this, I can do this. Of course it was hard, but I did it. And that was another moment for me that stuck out. And I was just like, you know, I'm there. 
Mm. I have the potential to reach a goal that I want to reach, which is becoming a black belt. Like, cause nobody can take that from me once I do it. One of the hardest belts to achieve is a purple belt. I, I've, yeah. I am, I'll be the first to tell you one of the hardest belts to achieve in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is a purple belt. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful for that opportunity. But as I always say, I can only go up from here, you right. know, and we're only we're only in the beginning. Once you hit the purple belt, I mean, you're in the beginning of a completely new chapter, a new a new set of rules, a new set of techniques and just altering your game once again. You know, you never stop learning. Never. So that's where I'm at. So earlier you said um you know you you wrestled and i assume you were talking like high school or more collegiate wrestling right yes okay so with you being a wrestler like how was it i mean if there were if there any if there if there was anything like how was it for you to i guess try to incorporate like incorporate your wrestlings like your wrestling with your jujitsu I mean, obviously, they see a lot of similarities, but what was your biggest take from your wrestling, you know, background to help you with your jujitsu? Well, for one, you know, standing, starting standing up, as far as like when you're rolling or doing a technique, that's always I always go to my wrestling mindset on that because that's when I'm attempting to secure the takedown, and most of that is wrestling based for me but now that i've been able to look at the different takedowns that i can use as far as jujitsu goes Mm -hmm. i've been able to incorporate both into my stand-up as far as jujitsu goes now another thing that jujitsu taught me is to be comfortable on my back if i get taken down because in wrestling the worst place you want to be is on your back when you're on your back and your opponent has you pinned to the mat, that means the match is over with and you've lost. Right. I had to get out of that at an early stage because I had to be more comfortable with, you know, playing guard or working from half guard or working from bottom side and things like that. And it was not easy, but I did I did eventually catch one i mean of course like i said i'm still learning but i'm more comfortable now than i've ever been as it pertains to those positions okay okay now um uh well for people who are listening um earlier like maybe like a couple episodes prior to this but i know i touched bases on it before um as you see this guy does trains at h2o alongside with me and a couple other other guests and he was one of the mma fighters that i was referring to when i was saying that we know we have fighters at the gym so just to kind of touch bases on that like was were were you doing mma before you started training jujitsu or was it kind of like after I was doing MMA way before I even started training jujitsu. Mainly what I would do is go to my high school with a couple of the other alumni there that graduated that also started training MMA and we would hold like open mats at our 
our in our wrestling room pretty much mm-hmm. and we would train in there for two or three hours work basic striking and work situational positions and submissions and things but no actual jujitsu training mm-hmm. so we were more so doing catch wrestling and not the actual jujitsu okay So, so okay, I guess so. Fast forward to when you started learning jujitsu in your MMA career, how much of a significance has it like improved your game once you start doing jujitsu? Well, it's definitely allowed me to use more technique as opposed to strength because of the simple fact that wrestling is more so strength-based, depending on what type of wrestling you do. There's Mm. three different styles of wrestling. There's freestyle, folk style, and Mm Greco-Roman. I've done all all three. I've well-versed in all three of them. Now, the thing that differentiates them is certain positions that are allowed in Greco-Roman and freestyle aren't allowed in folk style. Okay. So what I was able to do once I was more fluent in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, I was able to slow down because I, I would I would move fast and explosive because that's what wrestling was all about, was about being explosive. Mm-hmm. And I was able to slow down and look at more options that I had as far as chokes, arm locks, leg locks, things of that nature, you know, and if something wasn't working instantly, I would look back and say, okay, this isn't working like this. Okay. So let me ask my coach, why is this not working? And one of the main things he would say as it pertains to like chokes is let the poison work. Mm -hmm. And I never understood that until one day when I was rolling with uh, one of our, my training partners and I didn't realize that I had him in a choke. I believe it was a put punch choke and he wasn't actually moving as much, but he wasn't giving me any feedback. And then all of a sudden he just went limp mm. and I didn't realize and I'm like, whoa, hold on. Okay. Like, all right. And then I said, Hey, are you all right? You good? You know, he ended up being okay or whatever, but it was just more so, me learning that it actually works. I'm like, oh, snap, you know, this actually works. And me slowing down as opposed to doing everything fast, fast, fast benefited me. Yeah, it it, it definitely does teach you a lot of patience because, um, yeah, sometimes you'll, you'll sink a, a submission in and they might not tap right away and – you could be right there at the cusp of it. Like, they can, like, oh, two more seconds, they probably would have tapped. But, you know, you're thinking, okay, since it didn't work right away, you let it go, and then you just have a just a whole entire another fight on your hands. Absolutely. Yeah, so I, I, I totally, totally agree with that. So, um, uh, what was I about to ask? So, okay, back to, you know, back to, like, jujitsu. We talked about, you know, you breaking your leg. You was, yeah, because you were, 
No, you were blue, right? When you during that tournament, right? Yeah, I was blue. Yes. Okay, you were blue. Um. Yeah. So okay, so minus the you know you breaking your leg and then you know luckily you were able to you know get healthy, come back and you know train and everything else. What has been the most? I guess through your journey, what has been your most difficult aspect? Like Say that been, again. So, gotta, so basically, kinda... oh, sorry. So basically, what I'm asking is like, what's been your biggest challenge from the time you started training jujitsu to like now? Not nothing physical, like you know, breaking your leg or anything like that. But like, what's been like, yeah, what's been the, like the most difficult part of your train in your journey, your jujitsu journey? I would say balancing it, man, because uh, in trying to be successful in more than one thing, you have to make sacrifices. Mm -hmm. I have on more than one occasion tried to balance my family life and my jujitsu life or just training in general. We're not even going to say put just jujitsu out there. We're just going to say training in general. Trying to balance that has had its flaws. And that's, I would say that was the biggest problem for me. Because when you realize that something is changing your life for the better. And somebody wants you to stop doing that. For, for whatever reason, even if you are showing them that, hey, this is not only changing my life for the better, but it's putting me in a better mood. Mm -hmm. It's making me feel better physically, mm -hmm. mentally, socially, emotionally. And not only that, like I'm losing weight and not only that, I'm learning. I'm learning more about the art of jujitsu and just martial arts in general every day i'm a sponge to it regardless of what rank i am or anything you'll always be a sponge because out there there's somebody out there that always knows more than you oh yeah Definitely. and at the time where i was trying to balance both of my my family life and my training life certain people didn't approve of it and thought that I was just doing this as a hobby. Even though at the time I was a pro MMA fighter and I was getting paid for this and things like that, you know, certain people would think that I was still doing it as a hobby. And that was by no means the case, you know, as a kid, even my parents will tell you as a kid, when I was little, I either said I wanted to be the WWF champ because that's what it was called at the time, a boxing champ or a cage fighting champ. And I really believe that. And I still believe it to this day. I mean, and I feel like I'm well on my way to that. But I realized that certain people couldn't be on that journey with me because they were not on the same train that I was on. I mean, you know. That happens, man. You know, a lot of people, you know, it's just because, you know, people don't necessarily see or understand your vision or your dreams, though, you know, as vivid as you do. So, you know, 
it you know like stuff like that happens though but the good thing is that you you have you know continued your training continued your your jujitsu journey and you know your growth and everything else but yeah man i i definitely commend you on that because it's not easy trying to you know balance your work life your home life your gym life and you know if you have kids you know you're trying to balance you know being a, a parent too so yeah, I yeah. I understand all too well, man. I understand that all too all too well. All too well. Yeah, man. And I, that's one thing. That's the one thing that kept me going, man, is my son. Like every for everybody who knows me, they know that I my son is my literally my rib, my my heart, my hip, whatever you want to call it, man. Like that's my dude. Even you know, like that's my dude. You know, me and him bump heads sometimes, but Jacob, dad loves you, but you my dude. You do hit a nerve at times, but hey, who doesn't? Because I know I hit my parents' nerves on the on a regular basis. But if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be where I'm at because there's several times where I've thought about quitting and I have to remember who's watching me. Definitely. I have to remember who is like, okay, dad, you got to do this, you got to do that. And I'm the one thing that stuck out with me about him is after I got my purple belt and the kids were still virtual at this time. Cause this is like when COVID everything was going on, they were still virtual. And this day in particular, the day after I got the purple belt, they had show and tell at school mm-hmm. or whatever. So, Jacob had the belt around his neck, hanging it like, you know, or just across his neck or whatever. And his teacher asked him, was it was it a karate belt? And he got offended and was like, no, this is my dad's purple belt. He got it yesterday. He trained real hard for it. So I brought it for show and tell. And like just me sitting in the other room listening to how passionate he was about it. You know, it kind of kind of almost brought me to tears, you know, because I was just like, wow. If nobody else don't believe in me, I know this dude does. You so, know? so, so, kinda brought you to tears. Yeah, I mean, like Ki- I, I a few Ki- drop, kinda, a, a few Ki- drop, man. Let's be real, kinda, yeah. kinda. Yeah, listen, listen, a few of them dropped for sure, definitely. I, I, My eyes was definitely watery because I was just like, wow. And it, you know, you as a father, you know, like. There's just certain moments you have where you're like, okay, I made it. I made it as a father. Nobody else can't tell me shit. Excuse my French, but nobody else can't tell me shit. And that was one of those moments for me. Like, I don't care who says it. Like, Jacob will tell you, I am the best dad in the world. I don't know why he thinks that, but hey, my son is entitled to his opinion. And I mean, of of course, you know, I'm very stern because that's how I was raised, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, I have conversations with him. I try to show him the right way. Hey, even he's in jujitsu now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had actually took a little, he took a little break, but, uh, cause he was in soccer, but he'll be back in full form, uh, either this week coming or next week. And, uh, yeah, man, you know, it's just, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now if it wasn't for him literally kicking me in my butt. He might not do it literally, but he does it. So, you know, I've been, you know, I've been training with with Coleman for like the past, 
but yeah, five years. So basically, my whole entire jujitsu journey, and you know, I do have the honor to be his, you know, Jacob, his son's instructor, and sure. that's one thing I can't take from this guy. Like he, he definitely shows that you know he loves his son. His his son loves him because that's literally only person he really talks about when he's around. And just to see their dynamic um, as father and son, it's it's awesome to see, man. Because we know as black men, we don't see that a lot growing up. You know, just kind of you know, kind of like derail a little bit, but yeah, we don't see that a lot. So it's it's awesome to see, you know, see you do that, man. I definitely commend you for that. So I appreciate that, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. So when so like I said. His son is, you know, one of our, our kids, you know, is our kids class, one of my students. So to me, because to me, I know, I know, I still remember the first day, you know, my daughter put on her, you know, my daughter Lamira put on her gi, put on her gi for her first class. So, and I, I ain't gonna cry. I ain't gonna lie. I cried. I'm not gonna lie. I cried more than, more than, more than a few, more than a few tears dropped. Like when I saw her put on that gi, but what like how was that moment for you when you saw you know your son like putting on his first his his gi for the first time to try to put that into words mm. it was definitely like i said it definitely hit a soft spot I would, I'm going to sit here and agree with you. I'm, I'm not going to not sit here and agree with you and say that tears didn't drop because they did. But on the same token, in the back of my mind, I wanted to know if he wanted to do it for him or did he want to do it just because he saw me doing it, you know? And that was a big thing for me. Like, I don't want him to do it just because he saw me doing it because you won't have your own love for it. I wanted him to do it because he actually wanted to try to do it. And I would ask him because he he's the one that brought it to me. And he was like, dad, can I do jujitsu and kickboxing? I said, I looked at him and I said, you sure? And you know, me and uh, me and Jacob's mom have a real good co-parenting relationship, so I let her know, like, hey, Jacob asked me about uh, kickboxing and jujitsu, and the first thing she said was, "I don't want my baby getting hit in the face." I said, "Listen, he'll be fine." I said, "We talking about a kid who used to jump off the top of his bunk bed onto stuffed animals." thinking that he was a wrestler because that again that is my fault but that's a whole nother <laughs> realm yeah yeah that's a whole nother realm but when she was like okay if he wants to do it then i'm in i asked him again i said jacob you sure you want to do it mm-hmm. he said yeah dad i want to do it i said all right cool <laughs> and i remember we both had on the same gig this particular day and I took a picture, and I believe at the time I was a blue belt. And he said to me, he said, Dad, when do I get my blue belt so I can beat you? I said, huh? He's like, yeah, when do I get my blue belt so I can beat you? I said, Jacob, that's what that's what you wanted to do this for? 
He said, no. Nah. He's like, I know you got a blue belt, so that means I'm going to get one eventually, right? I said, yeah, eventually, but you got to train first. He's like, oh, okay. I said, but you got to start listening, and you got to listen to your instructors and things. And I think that happened, I want to say, like a couple months before COVID hit. Then we get back, and he actually starts, you know, I'd say we, what was it about maybe, you you probably would know the timeline better than I would, but after COVID had that little wave or whatever and people were allowed back in the gyms and things, he started coming in the gym with me again. Mm-hmm. And I asked him again, I said, hey, Jake, do you want to do jujitsu and kickboxing? This time he said, Dad, I just want to do jujitsu. I don't want to do kickboxing. I said, oh, okay. I said, all right, well, let's go find you a gi. And I got him a gi, and hey, here we are. And I think I found out that he wanted to do it for himself. And we were just sitting at home one day, and I asked him to tell me the rules from top. And, you know, we got our four rules from top. Mm -hmm. And when he sat there and told me them without me helping him, that's when I was like, okay. All right. <laughs> I think we I think we got a winner, coach. See, I think, I think we, we got, got a winner. I think we got one. Yeah, I think we got one. But with me being an instructor as well, I have to I had to get out of my own head because I know if I'm ever his instructor, like let's say if I'm ever uh instructing a, a kids class, in his case, I have to get out of dad mode. I have to make sure I'm in teacher mode, you know, because with him, I'm always going to be in dad mode. I have to remove myself from dad mode at that time because he might feel a certain type of way if I'm yelling at him or something like that. So that that's always been a dilemma within me. I, and of course, I've been working on that. And like when we're at home. I work on stuff with him like when we hit the bag or when we're, I'm trying to show him how to I've actually been showing him how to try to properly tie his belt by himself. Mm-hmm. He's working on it. He getting there. So because more recently he was like, Dad, look, Lamar said, I got to learn how to tie my belt. I said, OK, well, let's learn, let's work on that now. And we've we've been getting there. You know, he gets frustrated sometimes, but we getting there. Yeah, we, I say we like 75 percent of the way there. Because, like, you know, just explaining to the kids, like, yeah, you know, your gi is just as important as, like, technique. So, if you don't know how to tie your gi, you know, you can't train. That means you can't train. That means you can't learn nothing. If you can't learn nothing, that means you don't get new belts. So, yeah, we definitely made it a point to be like, hey, you know, tying your belt, properly taking care of your gi, and all that other stuff is, like, highly, highly important. But... Yeah, I I had that similar conversation with uh, Lamira when um, we introduced kids class back, cause she would you know she would want to come to classes with me, but you know some days I just be one of those I just need a day where I can just really really grind out so I don't bring her because you know we have to leave because she has school and stuff. But um, when uh, our our instructor was saying uh, we we doing kids class again. I'm like, okay. So I asked, I asked my daughter, and she said, yeah, she wants, you know, she wants to train. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'll, you know, we'll, we'll get you in class, whatever. 
So I'm thinking, you know, just like you, you know, thinking, okay, she's probably just doing this because she wants to be around me. She wants to, you know, she just she just wants to be next to me or whatever. But right. you know, class, you know, her first class, you know, she was just like very, very punctual. She was very into it. You know, obviously she was nervous, but um I'm like, okay, you know, did you have fun? She's like, yeah. And I'm like, you know, you want to come back? And she was like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. I wasn't thinking nothing of it. You know, she's a kid. It's gonna like she's gonna like this today, and then the next day she's not. But when I tell you, then like you know, she, when she realized what days we go to training, like she would meet me at the door before I get home from work. Like I could be, pull, I'd be <laughs> like I'd be pulling up, and she just stand at the door with her coat on. Like we going to training today, Daddy. We going to training today. We going to training today. I was like. Yeah, we're going to train it, and you know, like she she fell in love with like she like she's retaining so much stuff, and it's just it's amazing to see, like I don't know, I guess you you know you as a father and your son is you know I guess you want to say following your footsteps like, does it give you like that sense like it's like that awesome feeling but it's like man I wish I could have started when you started. Yes, as it pertains to jujitsu, because like I said, you know, I a lot of people don't know this, but like my journey just in combat sports in general started at a very young age. I started I'm 31 now. I started wrestling when I was five. I started kickboxing when I was 13, but not seriously. But I started just, you know, doing it as a. Uh, you know, doing it not for more so training to be in MMA purposes, but just train, just in training purposes. Mm-hmm. At thirteen, I picked up jujitsu originally at seventeen, but I didn't do it traditionally. I did it nogi. You know, uh, I was at a uh, gym, one of the very first gyms I trained at, called Cooper's Gym. Mm-hmm. It's off a war like off of Southfield Freeway in Warren. I was there and I was learning just ground, uh, what they called at the time, ground game or ground work. That's what it was classified as on their schedule. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was pretty much no gi jiu-jitsu. Right. uh, Started that at 17 and then got in the cage at 18 and never looked back I would say before I turned pro and before everything was sanctioned in Michigan I had about 62 amateur fights I mean I fought yeah I fought 16 times in one year man It, it was crazy and I was just like shit you know long as I didn't have a concussion and long enough long as I wasn't uh, long as I wasn't like cut open too bad or nothing like that, I just fought, man. It was like when we didn't have it. Michigan didn't have any rules at one point when it as it pertained to picking up a fight when you wanted to and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's how that started. But then we turned pro, and here we are now. Mm. Cool, 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 cool. So, 
you know, back to the whole, like, you know, fatherhood. Um, so, like, what would, because, you know, me and, you know, um, Lemira had this conversation and I don't, I'm, once again, I'm not, I'm not too sure where, like, the idea came from, but um, when I did that tournament um, last year, and, um, you know, she saw all the kids out there and she saw like, yeah, like she saw all these kids and she's like, oh, daddy, they do jujitsu too. I was like, yeah, well, this is before like, you know, kids class came back at our school and like she saw that. So she was like, I want to do that. I want to do a tournament. So I'm like, I got excited. A part of me got really excited because I'm like, you know that's that's a dream that's like a vision of mine to be like a coach to a kid that does jujitsu but at the same time it's like i would hate for her to um like i would hate for her to actually get out there and she get hurt or whatever and she just falls out of love yeah. with it completely yeah that's 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 been a huge what if of mine? Yeah, because I know eventually Jacob is gonna want to be like, "Hey, Dad, can I do a tournament?" And I'm not gonna tell him no. I rarely, especially if it's something I know that I can help with or I know that he can do without any means of hurting himself or harming anybody else or anything of that nature. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna tell my son no. That's just how I am because he don't ask for nothing too much, like. My last fight, I knew it wasn't, I, well, I thought it wasn't possible, but the last fight I had, he was like, Dad, I want to go to your fight. I was like, dude, you know you came. It's at the casino. He's like, but Dad, I just want to walk out with you. That's all I want to do. Can I do that? I said, look, dude, all I can do is ask, but I highly doubt. They'll say, yeah. He's like, well, can you just ask, please? I'm like, all right. So I asked dude, and he like, well, yeah, as long as he going to be with somebody that's of age. I'm like, oh, really? I was like, all right, well, cool. I'm not going to tell him. I'm going to just bring him. I'm going to just have, you know, whoever bring him. So I say all that to say, like, I was hesitant on even bringing him to the fights because I didn't want him to see something and see somebody get hurt real bad and he'd be like oh dad i don't want you fighting no more and this and that and other you know or dad i don't want to do jujitsu no more because i saw this person do this even though it's not even jujitsu related mm -hmm. like it's mainly straight mma and he i don't i didn't want him to see that but to my surprise when I actually went back there or when they actually brought him to the back, he was telling me techniques that people was finishing people with. Like, oh, dad, he got him with an arm bar. And then the other guy beat him with a rear naked choke. And like hearing him being excited about what he saw. Yeah. I'm like, OK, cool. I'm like, all right, cool. So I, I still have that fear in the back of my head about him getting hurt though i'm always gonna have that because i mean that's just how fathers are yeah of course i'm gonna be there i mean even when he was playing soccer like certain stuff would happen and 
I would, you know, I'm there because like I never missed a soccer game or nothing like that. I was always there, even like when he would be running and then like maybe him and hit the guy that he's going up against are fighting for the ball and he might accidentally kick him in the shin and he goes down. You know, I'm the first one out on the field to check on him, make sure he all right. He will literally sit up and be like, Dad, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm all right. But, you know, the dad in you is like, listen, no, I'm making sure you're okay. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I have those moments, too, with, you know, being, an, you know, being an instructor and being a parent. Yeah, like, you know, back to where you were saying, like, it, it sometimes gets hard to, you know, turn that switch. Like, you know, when we step on the yeah. mats, when we get classes going, I'm no longer her father. I'm her instructor. But, <clears throat> excuse me. But, yeah, when she had those moments, she's fall, like, she'll fall down or whatever, and she's, like, crying. A part of me wants to be, like, you know, be that dad, like, oh, baby, it's okay, you know, da 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 But at the same time, it's, like, Nah, I'm right now I'm her instructor. I can still be like comforting, but I can't be like that dad level of comforting. So, right. But yeah, man, like she, you know, I'm a, I'm the best thing I can say, um, you know, to anybody listening to you and to like, you know, personally myself. If you do have a kid that's, you know, if you do jujitsu or any type of uh physical sport and they want to do it, you know, let them try it. You know, let them try it. Let them get their feet wet. Um, you never know what could, you know, turn out from it if they, you know, they, they did or didn't, but especially when it comes to like a martial art, um, especially if you're doing that martial art, it, you, it's a whole nother level of bonding with your child than I could ever imagine. Like having, you know, having my daughter there at the class and, you know, Coleman, I, I, I know you can contest to this too. Um, it's, it, it, it lights, a, it lights another spark in you. Because it's like, you know, my like my child is here. My 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 kid, my seed, my you know, my legacy is standing right here watching me. So I have to like I have to push harder, I have to push deeper, I have to make sure that they seeing me do this too, to make sure that you know, to give them that push and motivation to do it themselves. Right. Yeah, because like with Jacob even noticing that, you know, like Jacob saw you get your brown belt. Jacob, you know, Jacob was like, hey, Lamar Brown belt. And I said, yeah. And the first thing he asked me, he said, so dad, when you getting your brown belt? I said, I got a test for it, Jacob. I said, you know, hopefully soon. I said, you know, I'm not going to rush nothing. I'm still learning. The first thing he said, and I quote, he's like, well, you need to hurry up and get your brown belt so I could tell everybody at the school that my dad is a brown belt. I'm like, so is that the only reason you want me to get it is so you can tell everybody that your dad is one? He looked me right in the face and was like, yep. That kid's funny, man. I didn't know how to feel about that. I didn't know how to feel about that. I really did not know how to feel about that, man. I was like, wow. Like, okay, so my son is, like, expecting all of this of me, like, quickly. I mean, hey. I mean, he look, man. You're, you know, he knows. He, you know, he, he he idols you, obviously, and you know he wants to see you achieve it, man. But you know, it's funny you said that about him being at my Brownville test, and he's a good kid, man. But he, you know, he he picks. You know, he's he wants to be like his dad. He wants to be a little bully. Well, nah, but um, so you know, he picks on me and stuff. But like, literally, this is probably like the first time Jacob walked up to me. He was like, 
oh, you got your brown belt. I was like, yeah. And I'm waiting for him to say something smart. But he was like, oh, that's what's up. It gave me a high five. I was like, all right. Okay, that was that was a little weird and different, but <laughs> respect, respect. Yeah, like, who are you, he was like, who are you and what did you do? Who like, are you what did you do with Jacob? I was expecting to get kicked. I was expecting to get punched. <laughs> something. Like, I thought he was going to snatch the belt out of my hand. Something was going to happen. But no, he was like, oh, you got your brown belt? All right, well, that's what's up. I was like, all right, man. But obviously that changed, like, the next class. So. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm gonna let you live off this one, but the next one, yeah, I got you. So what's 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 next for Mr. Anthony Coleman, man? What you you got anything coming up? Any any big plans? Any big events, man? You want to kind of share it to the people? I got an MMA fight coming up on November 18th at the Motor City Casino. Uh, this is my 12th professional fight, and uh, we're looking to. Go out of there getting our hand raised and then putting on a show for the many people who come to support me, man. And from there, we just grow. Yeah, man. So, yeah, once again, you know, my brother Anthony Coleman will be fighting um, John Clay at um, at Motor City Soundboard for uh, under, the clip, under Clip Promotion. So, it is Friday, November 18th. I believe the doors open at, what, like 7? No, they, the doors open at 6. Okay, fights so, start at 7. Okay, yeah, so the fights start... Okay, the doors open at 6. The fights does start at 7. And it's always a stack card. It's always entertaining through, um, you know, from the beginning to end. So, yeah, I highly I highly recommend you guys go check that out. Um, you can either message me or you can, you know, message Anthony Coleman Jr. on Facebook. Um, what is your... What's your Instagram name? Bad guy Coleman Jr. Bad guy Bad Coleman, guy Coleman Jr. Jr. Yeah, so hit him up yeah. on Facebook or Instagram to get tickets. Hopefully, this episode will be out before the fight, so you guys can see it. But um, yeah, man, I definitely appreciate you coming on, man. It was it's always been a pleasure and a blessing to train next to you, man. See you grow, see you shine, and yeah, man, we're gonna try to get this W, um, you know, on on the eighteenth. Yes, sir. Right, well, man. thank you for having me, man. It's a pleasure to chop it up with you. You know, you my brother always, brother in arms, and you know, so we get it done, man. And here we go. Yeah, here we go. But um, that's the end of today's episode. I would like to thank my my guest Anthony Coleman Jr. once again for coming on the show, um, sharing some of his experiences with us. Uh, please go and follow our Facebook, Instagram page to stay up to date on all future episodes. This has been Talk Your Jits Podcast. Keep rolling, keep grinding, and remember, long live jujitsu. Have a great day.